When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, fellas? Welcome back to Convos Over Cold Brew with me, your host, Emma Abrahamson. Today, we are catching up with my friend, Max Smith. You probably know her from TikTok. She's an ultra runner, Spartan racer, crossfitter. I don't even know. She fits into so many different categories, and she has one of the most interesting lives ever. Today's episode was super fun, so I hope you guys enjoy just being a little bit of a fly on the wall. Okay, Mac back on the podcast. <laughs> we were just saying almost two years later. So, and you were also just saying that your life has completely changed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, just thinking back to the last time we talked, I think it was like October 2021, if I can remember. Yeah, some, sometime around that time in the fall. Yeah, just, yeah, it was right after those Spartan um, championships in Tahoe. And yeah, everything's different. Even Spartan is completely different. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, well, before we even jump into all of that, do you want to just like tell the listeners a little bit about yourself in case they don't already know? Oh, yeah, sure. Of course. Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Max Smith. I am now a full time content creator. I'm a chemical engineer. I run ultra marathons. Um, I kind of just do a little bit of everything, but right now I'm training for my next 100 mile race in July and I'm getting married in August. <laughs> <laughs> and I live in Boulder, Colorado now. <laughs> Sometimes I think that like my life changes drastically, but I feel like yours is actually, it's not, I mean, compared to like your hobbies, I feel like those are still similar, yeah. but in terms of like where you live, your career, your relationship status. Dude, the last. I, I think um, it was literally almost one year ago exactly that I took leave of absence from my engineering job to do content full time. And then, you know, like moved into my car. I threw hiked the Colorado Trail. I ran 100 miles. I met my fiance, moved to North Carolina. <laughs> like there have been so many things. I got into grad school. Like it just goes on and on and on and on. It's crazy. It's in the craziest year. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think about like where we even want to start <laughs> off. I guess... I'm curious because, yeah, I don't know. I First of all, I don't even know how you balanced training, being a chemical engineer, and doing content all at the same time. I feel like I actually would have perished. I don't know how you did yeah. that. Well, I, so what happened, I was doing, you know, everything. I had a full-time job. I was training for, like, ra I was racing, like, every weekend last spring, Um uh, yeah. And just, it was, it was just crazy. And so basically I reached my breaking point. Um, it was almost one year ago. Exactly. I was on this like overnight, we were trying to do 50 miles in the white mountains and, um, it, it like, it like changed my entire life basically because I just realized I could not do my job anymore. Like I took my last two days of PTO and I had like an entire summer of plans already like planned out. And I was like, well, my roommate texted me. She's selling her house. I guess I'm homeless now. Like, <laughs> and I, I looked at apartments in LA and I basically realized I would only be signing a lease to stick around, like to stay at my job to pay for my rent. It was like this like cycle I was going to get trapped in. Um, and so it was like, well, everything is telling me I should quit my job and just like go vibe for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> were you already making a lot of money doing content stuff or was it like a let me figure it out yeah I mean I think it was last oh god I'm getting my years all mixed up I think 
last year I ran the Boston Marathon for Amazon and that was like my first like real like big campaign and then um you, I mean you know you just like start getting more and more campaigns and you you can't like look too far out in the future like you don't know what you're gonna make over a year you just know in the next couple months I never know <laughs> how much I'm gonna make come the end of the year I, I have to do my taxes at the end of the year and I'm like all uh, right let's see what the total was dude literally I I did the same thing last year it was like I shot in the dark I have no idea how much money I made last year um but I just like kind of had a feeling I could figure it out if even if I you know if I had like a rough couple months of content then it'd be like oh, all right well I'll just like get a job <laughs> like whatever so that was yeah that was how I kind of took that leap I was like you know I'm making enough money I've got enough campaigns lined up um I live very cheaply so we'll just like see see how it goes and I can't believe I've made it this far <laughs> yeah do you feel good about it like do you think it'll be a long-term thing well, I'm starting grad school and oh, yeah. yeah, I'm starting grad school in August. Um, the, the amazing thing about my program is it's fully funded. So I'm getting a stipend and then they're paying for all my classes. Like I, I'm, I'm basically not paying to go to school. They're paying How? to go to school. I know. Um, PhD programs in engineering are like, they, they pay you basically all my undergrad professors were like, do not go to a PhD program if they're not paying for everything. I was like, okay. <laughs> so yeah. So CU Boulder has like an amazing chemical engineering doctor program and it's fully funded. So I have like a real job soon. It's not very much money. It's way less money than I would make at like a normal engineering job, but it's like a reliable salary plus, you know, whatever I make on top of content. Like that's great. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's extra perfect. Money. Like being in school totally. and then just not having to worry about paying the tuition. I feel like that's yeah. the most ideal situation. And then you get a little stipend to live off of too. That's super yeah. nice. Yeah, definitely. It's like, it's the perfect scenario, essentially. It's nice to just have like a baseline amount of money I know I will make. <laughs> yeah. And then like whatever is on top of that, like, that's great. <laughs> I can yeah. work with that. <laughs> so you're obviously still super passionate about chemical engineering then. You're not, it's not like you all of a sudden have this epiphany. You're like, I hate chemical engineering. I'm yeah. quitting my job and I'm doing content full-time forever. Yeah. I mean, it really wasn't like, I hate engineering. It was just, um, you know, it, it was just time for me to move on. I think like I did almost two years at my like lab job and got pretty much everything I could out of it, I think. And then, um, you know, you start making money off content and that like creative side is so appealing. Like, when you're working full-time, training full-time, doing content full-time, like I was probably my job job. I was only doing, you know, 40 hours a week or less. Like I would go for runs at work and like, you know, mess around a lot. <laughs> but like with training and content, I was easily doing like 60 to 70 hours a week of like, you know, just stuff. Like I wasn't just like chilling. Um, so that got pretty just overwhelming, I guess. And I, I'm very... I wouldn't say flighty, but I just, I like to move around. I like to do new things. I like to be challenged. So that felt like the next challenge. I needed some time in the outdoors and yeah. just figure out what I wanted to do. I mean, it feels like you found your next, uh, at least couple of years for sure. Um, yeah. Five years. <laughs> so why did you, so you moved from California straight to North Carolina? <laughs> well, no. <laughs> so... Okay, here's what happened. So last, I think it was July. So I, my roommate sold her house and we closed on the house. I think it was, I'm getting a little mixed up, but it might've been June 7th. I think we, we, you know, we had to be out of the house and I was still working at my job. Like I hadn't really figured out what I was going to do to bridge the gap of like, I wanted to quit in July, but that meant, you know, I had to figure out where I was going to live for a month. Um, basically like nothing really worked out. I was staying at a coworker's house for like a week. And then I was like, what am I doing? Like, I'm just, I need to just go, you know, I, this like weird one month I'll stay to like bridge the gap. It just doesn't even make sense. Um, so <laughs> I go into work and I call a meeting with my manager, which is hilarious because I go into this man's office like every morning just to chat about nothing <laughs> and so I like sent him like a, you know a, a gcal like meeting invite and he's like what the fuck is this he comes in the lab and he's like are you okay and I was like we'll we'll talk <laughs> at the meeting. Ew. oh those meetings are so cringe <laughs> I can't so cringe 
And I sit down with Casey outside and I like almost immediately start like crying. Like, you know, quitting a job is hard. Like, it's so fun, but it's I so like hard. I feel like it's like a feminine thing to do. It's like a feminine instinct to start sobbing when you're quitting something, for sure. <laughs> feminine urge to sob while letting someone down literally it really is uh, even though it's like so like no one cares it's like no one mo- cares. it's just it's business the most of the time it's so. just business yeah I mean I loved my group they felt like family to me but even so it was like I'm so easily replaceable right like I'm like just another person with an engineering degree and like yeah. fine um and I basically tell him I'm so burned out I have all these plans this summer I have no PTO I I've tried my best to like string things together you know I've tried to hold it together here but I just can't do it anymore and like I need to take leave of absence and he's like of course like whatever you need um you know so I I got three months off from my job to just I had health benefits, but they weren't paying me, which I mean, I wasn't going to work. So valid. Yeah. And uh, the first thing I did was I moved into my car. I was already like kind of half living out of my car at that point because I was like at my coworker's house, but also like yeah, I didn't have a home. Your life <laughs> stresses me out just thinking about this and then also living in your car. Like, no. I Well, you're no. you're also a much smaller person than me, but I can't imagine because you have a Prius, right? Or you were living yeah. out of the Prius. Yeah. Like the I fact that like, if I had to sleep in that thing, I would have a panic attack every night. I was like the perfect height for it. Like if I were an inch taller, I wouldn't be able to lay in it. Like Yeah, I think, I think you made a TikTok video about that or something. I remember watching, you're like, yeah. I am the perfect height for this car. I was like, could not be me. <laughs> you're like incredibly not relatable. Yeah. Um. So I, yeah, I'm living in my car. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going in my car. I had this uh, 24-hour adventure race in Idaho I had to get to by the end of June. So basically, I took the next like week and a half and just kind of like slowly made my way to Idaho. I was in Idaho and like Wyoming for a couple weeks. I went to Utah. There was like a Spartan National Series race in Utah. Um, and then I started the Colorado Trail uh, July, I want to say 14th. So I drove from that Utah race to Durango it was a mess. Um, the Colorado Trail is just a, a, an entire mess. But my flight to Denver got canceled. So we drove Dur- Durango to Denver overnight. And then I was on trail for a month, got off trail. I went to Hawaii for a month. After Hawaii, I went to Arizona because I was training for a heavily in 100 at the end of October. So, well, okay. Actually, I didn't go to, I went to Europe. <laughs> and then I came Anyone home from Europe. This? I need, like, a <laughs> chart on the whiteboard. Literally, like, a timeline. Um, but basically, before I met my fiancé and moved to North Carolina, I was in Arizona. But there was a lot of just ambiguity in between the California to Arizona chapters. It was, like, living in my car, just traveling and racing. And Did you, and like, feel good? Like, did you feel, like, mentally stable? Like, were you having the time of your life or were you feeling chaotic? You know what? I would say I, I felt, like, antsy almost and that you know that was my first I was like being a content that content full-time and content full-time is not like a mentally easy job right? I try to explain this so often oh, people like I, and, people I don't get ever, it. and I feel like I've talked about it more and more on this podcast because I think I've just struggled a lot over, like over the last year especially yeah like I don't know just with this job I guess like yeah and it's so hard to explain to people like the the cons of being a content creator without yes. sounding like stupid and stuck <laughs> like up. so like, privileged yes I, I know I know like my life is so great but it's like I completely understand like it's not yeah it's a really 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 mentally taxing a lot of the yes. time because there's not there's never once an off button where I have a sigh of relief it just and the, the the like you just have to be creative every single day and it's a constant yeah. I was texting someone this morning and I was <laughs> talking about like I was explaining he said Oh, what's what does your day look like today? And I was explaining that I have to do, I have to run, I have oh, to do this podcast, yeah. I have to go take my dog to the dog park, get my nails done, get my hair done, and then go, like it's a really hard day. And okay, then go to an, an influencer event for a full oh, nightmare, and yeah, then to a baseball game, and I was like, oh, it's a really busy day. Yeah, and and I was like, like even typing that out, I was like, my life sounds so easy. Like yeah. it really does sound so easy. No, but I was like, I promise, like. He's like, it doesn't sound stressful at all. I was like, I am stressed. Yeah, but no, the thing is, is like, I'm my cortisol levels are at an all time high because <laughs> of the constant feeling of going to become irrelevant and also the pressure to make myself a creative person every single day of my life. 
Oh, completely. I think especially like now that short form content is so big, it's like every single day I'm feeling pressure to like make a reel, make it like I used to make like probably six TikToks a day when I was first starting on TikTok. Now, if I make like one, I'm happy and there will be days I I will not post. Like I just Yeah. I I raced, I had a race um on Sunday and like the last thing I posted on TikTok was like, "Oh, I'm traveling to a race." Like I haven't even had the the mental energy to like say, "Oh, I did the race." Like I can't it there's content there. <laughs> I know I why don't... but why do you think that is? I think it's just burnout. Like it literally was like TikTok was so big 2020 onwards. Everyone was making so much content. And now I think we're all just like the standards of like what is good content has changed. Like that you, you know, is definitely true. You go on like Instagram, you're looking at reels and people are using like really nice cameras to like make these eight second videos. And you're like, what happened to like the shit posting? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what happened to early IG? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I know what happened to um still photos on Instagram. Yeah, I'm still like, I'm a still photo till the day I die. Like oh my god, real every once in a while because if I feel like I want to, yeah. Um, but that's about it. I'm I'm gonna yeah. keep Instagram casual and I'm gonna be <laughs> posting my still photos. I am not a videographer and I will never will. Yeah, be. especially on Instagram because it's so I like know. aesthetically focused. Totally. Like TikTok, you can shit post a little bit, but Instagram, it's like no. No, it not anymore. Be top quality with beautiful views in the background. Dude, 100%. There's such a different pressure, I think, to create versus when we were all first starting to do this, like, you know, the short form stuff in the last couple of years. It was like, whatever, like, let's just play around and see what does well. And now there's like so much more pressure to make quality content. I think that's like a good part of it for me. And then, I mean, once it becomes your full time job, you're like, it's just more pressure in general, yeah. which is why I'm really stoked to go back to grad, you know, go back to school. I'm like, I need to use my brain. I feel like I'm not getting to like actually use my brain a lot of the day. I'm like, I miss doing math. <laughs> and well, like, yeah, I mean, it's nice to like, I feel like that's what I struggle with is I don't have something where it's like someone tells me what to do, like, or I need to like yeah. problem solve or something. And then yeah. I get the satisfaction of doing that. Like, I, yeah. I think one of the biggest things for me is that I've I don't get any satisfaction. Like there's never like I I complete a problem or I do whatever. It's like I'll post something and I'll be like, phew, I got my brand deal done or something. But yeah. like that's not like that's satisfying, you know. I know. No, I completely I it's hard sometimes too, especially with like branded content to feel like you're doing a good job. Yeah. <laughs> like there's really not a lot of feedback with branded content. And then it's like you know, deadlines come up and you're just like, oh my God, I need to do this thing, but I'm not really feeling creative today, but I need to come up with this concept. Like at this month I did, um, two, I have two brand deals this month and it's too much. I'm like overwhelmed with the content. I'm, and I feel like I'm just reproducing old, like there's no reinventing the wheel. There's nothing new about it. It's just like, okay, here's another shoe deal. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel the exact same way. It's nice like to be able to talk to other creators. I feel like yeah I've been having a lot of creators on my podcast so I feel like I talk about a lot of these same things with yeah. everyone so I don't want I wonder if my listeners are tired of hearing about it I don't know but like we I don't like a support to, group yeah no yeah I'm like you guys are just listening to my therapies my venting <laughs> yeah but I feel like I just don't have that many creator friends in real life so the chance that I get to talk to someone that has similar I don't know highs yeah. and lows I guess part of our career it's nice because oh my god feel less alone, alone. Yeah, I would say it's really, really interesting. Um, Like I live in a house of professional runners and they are not content creators, right? And so it's so interesting to like be one foot in like their world and then like one foot in the content world. And I love talking to other content creators, like my like internet friends. Like I was hanging out with this girl, Abby. Um, she lives in a van and uh, she's like a really big TikToker. And like 
hanging out with her and like talking about content and stuff I was just like this feels it's so it's such a relief to just be like okay we're all going through this yeah because really? we don't have like, work friends no we so don't that's I'm true like, I, we need don't have I need coworkers. I, I need someone to rant to I know that I really miss that about my old job and I'm really looking forward to that about starting grad school and being in a lab and like I it yeah community is so important and that's really hard to find when your job is content and like completely remote (laughs) yeah exactly what's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket outsourcing business tasks you hate what about selling with shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Who are you living with? Um, I have Bailey Kowalczyk. She runs for Nike. Um, Johnny Luna Lima. He runs for Solomon. Um, uh, my friend Callie Schweikart. I wouldn't say she's like a professional runner, but she's definitely like an elite obstacle course racer. Um, and then we have another girl named Abby. She like runs more casually, but nice. it's like you know Bailey's at like the U.S. or no world mountain championships okay yeah that's right yeah i was like okay they must all be like ultra runners yeah no well you know johnny i don't think bailey and johnny they're like short short course which is like marathon length okay yeah Yeah, that's still um it's long long they're not they're not track and they're trail yeah they're trail pro runners so like yeah it's a very interesting um you know it's been fun to be in boulder and like be around all these like very professional athletes and yeah it's yeah it's that so is cool I was yeah I was seeing people at the world mountain running championships I actually did that in high school really yeah I did the junior race like the U20 so, and what under U20 like, yeah I think it was it must have been under 20 That's but hilarious. it was the same weekend and it was in Poland and it was horrible yeah well it sounds horrible like as a trail runner I'm like dude I would never do a VK like a vertical kilometer like yeah is there's I don't even know what their race is is it so yeah there's a bunch so there's a VK there's the classic mountain race which is like I want to say 15 to 20 kilometers and then there's a short course which is 40 ish kilometers like marathon length and then there's a long course that's 86 kilometers yeah Ew. Ew. I know. It, it's so, uh, yeah. <laughs> People yeah. are different breeds. I don't know. I like, I think I'm a mentally tough person, but I don't think I could ever do any of that. I, you know, I kind of had that thought the other day I was running. Um, I, I had a race on Sunday and I was in the second half of the race. It was a 50 K and I was just like, I don't know if I'm mentally tough. No. <laughs> like. <laughs> Shut up. You're the definition of someone that's like mentally tough. You're literally trying for a hundred miler. I was running and I was like trying to tell myself I'm tough. 
And then I I heard this like podcast episode. I can't quite remember who it was. It was a Spartan racer. And he was like, I think I'm like the most fit, but least mentally tough Spartan racer. And that thought like went through my head. And I was like, you know what? No, like I am tough. I was trying to like gas myself up because I was being really hard on myself and I was hurting a lot. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, you know what? I am tough. I am strong. Like I'm Mac fucking Smith. I can do this. But yeah. <laughs> it's so funny the things that your brain tells yourself when you're in the absolute depths of um a, an excruciatingly painful race. All oh of yeah. A sudden, like all of your self-confidence just goes out the window and you're like, oh. I'm actually the worst person on planet earth. And it's like so embarrassing that I'm out here literally it's like you'll go through the highest highs and the lowest lows and it's like how is this the same and it gets crazy I've had like one hour races that feel that way but then when you're in like 24 hour plus races that feel that way you're just like dude what am I like I (laughs) running the 50k this weekend there were there was a hundred mile race going on as well like those guys were still out there keep in mind they started Saturday at like 6 a.m my race started Sunday at 7 a.m and there were still hundred mile runners out there like the first place guy came in 24 and a half hours or so so there were lots of like you know middle middle of the pack just normal people running this hundred mile everyone looked so haggard it had rained like all day all night (laughs) We were, we were cracking up. We were camping before the race and it started raining in the middle of the night. And I woke up and I was like, those hundred mile runners though, like they have it so much worse. And just seeing them and their faces and like remembering how I felt at my first hundred last fall, I was like, do I want to run a hundred miler in seven weeks? (laughs) And I'm supposed to run like another 50K or 50 mile in two weeks. And I'm like, do I want to run a 50 mile in two weeks? Like I was questioning a lot of stuff on Sunday (laughs) for sure. (laughs) I'm questioning right now, sitting in my chair, hearing you say those things. I, I think because it's so unfathomable to me and every time an ultra runner comes on here and talks about what they do, I think because it's part of running that I just have not experienced at all other than like a marathon, which doesn't even really count. Like yeah, I feel like they're so I, – I say yeah. that all the time. I'm like, a road marathon and a trail 50K are so different. But I feel like a trail 50K is easier than a road marathon. Like, yeah, it's longer, but, like, it's not even the same kind of running. Yeah. You know? You're power hiking up hills if they're steep and, like – Yeah. I just can't lot even imagine, like, a 50-miler. I'm like, I don't, I don't even know what – I don't even think I want to know what parts of myself I would uncover running 50 miles. I I call that like demon fighting hours like you really do have some really dark even even in this 50k this past weekend which is like a short race for me now I was like I had some moments where I was like dude I'm like in a dark place right now and I just feel like I shouldn't be (laughs) like what do you what do you do when you're in those moments well how do you get out of it so you know it I think aid stations are like a very helpful just break like it's a really good way to like break up your rhythm or break up whatever mindset you're in um so for me it was a two lap course and it had two aid stations and one of the aid stations you visited twice so I uh did my first lap and I was on my way back and there was like four miles and I'd say like three of those four miles I was just like not feeling I was feeling rough but you know I was like 17 miles into the day already and I was just like not feeling super great. I knew I was in second. And so I was like, just being competitive. And I wasn't supposed to be racing this weekend. Like I was supposed to just be chilling, but I get competitive. And so I knew I was in second. And I was like, okay, I need to just like keep, keep it together for one more lap. And I will be okay. Like I put myself in a good position. And I was just being so hard on myself. Um, And I come up to the aid station. It's like mile 20. And uh, my fiance is like out there taking pics. Like it was so cute. He was so cute. He like (laughs) made so many friends this weekend because he was taking pictures of just like whoever was around me and just like hanging out with other spectators. And so I come in and we're like a quarter mile from the aid station. He's walking with me and I like almost break down. Like I literally tears come to my eyes and I almost like sob for a second And then I was like, I'm being so hard on myself. And he's like, you're doing great. Like you're running so well, like you're crushing it in second. And 
to me, like, external praise does nothing. No, like, when you're always... in the depths of, like, no. hell in no. your own brain when you're running, like, yeah. no one's saying, you're doing good. It yeah. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't it only do works when you, like, feel good. Yeah. And you know that you have more left to give, and you're like, yeah, I am doing good. Yeah, I am doing good. Yeah, no, but if when you're, you're, if you're doing feeling bad, bad, nothing can help you out <laughs> yourself. No, literally no. I, dude, I, at Havelina last year, this is my first 100, I think it was around mile, like, 60-something, Um, and it was dark, and I, we passed, me and my pacer, we passed these two guys, and one of them's like, oh, like, how's it going? I'm like, oh, it's not that great. And he's like, is this your first hundred? And I was like, it is. And he's like, you're doing amazing. And I literally broke. I started crying when that man said that to me. I started crying. I was like, I feel like I'm doing horrible. I feel like I'm failing. And he was like, no, you're doing great. And I started crying. And I think, um, you know, something I do to get myself out of those moments, it, you know, it's very helpful to come to an aid station. Like I saw my fiance, I got a hug. Um, I got some snacks. And I think it's like just a good way to say like, I'm going to walk out of this aid station and I'm going to be more positive. I'm going to, I read um, Kara Goucher's book, not the last one she came out with, but Com- I think it's called confident or it's called strong or something and something she says in there that she had learned was your inner voice can be your biggest critic or it can be your biggest cheerleader but you decide um so I I try to like turn it around and tell myself oh, I literally had that go through my head I was like okay I can either be a critic or I can be a cheerleader I was like okay I am tough I am strong even if I don't believe it <laughs> if I just tell myself it <laughs> it's a lot better than like you're running like crap, you, your legs hurt, your body hurts, you shouldn't feel this way, like, da, 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 you know, we come up with all these things that affect us in a race, but if you can just, you know, gaslight yourself, you'll go, you'll go far. Well, the only thing that you can do in that moment is gaslight yourself, because it's like, you gotta have a shot, you know, you have to at least give yourself the chance to, like, recover or, like, feel okay, because if you head straight for the other side, like, there's no hope. Yeah, and, like, you saying to yourself, Oh, you're doing terrible. Yeah. I feel terrible. Like you at least I feel awful. and yeah. gaslight yourself for okay. at least a little bit and just try to like revive yourself, you know? Oh yeah. I and like the reality of the situation is you're 25 miles into a race. Like your legs are gonna hurt, you know? So you have no choice but to literally gaslight yourself. Like yeah. everything's okay. I'm fine. Everything's good. Um, something I do too, and maybe this is like, maybe I should evaluate this. I'm very much like a, a performer, like perfectionist. Like that's like my childhood trauma is like perfectionism. That's how that plays out. And like, I love going to races and like, you know, feeling like strong or like, I love when people are like watching me race. Like, I feel like that's like my best moments is when I'm like running a race, you know, I like feel good, feel strong, or, like, maybe I look that way on the outside. On the inside, I'm crumbling, but on the outside, I look, like, strong and tough and whatever. (laughs) So, I, like, I just tell myself that, too. I'm, like, okay, like, people are literally watching. Like, you do not get to, you know, have a bad attitude or just, you know, look rough. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think together. I think the pressure of having, like, especially, like, a social media following where you have, like, I don't know how many followers you have now on TikTok. What is it? 100 something? 100 70 100 yeah yeah just like knowing that you have that it actually does help it helps and hurts you know there's pros and cons it's like it it hurts because you know that you can't give up because it'll be so embarrassing I know there is definitely like a public perception it was really funny I was at mile 78 at Havelina and um I I was telling myself I was gonna drop out at mile 80 <laughs> and um me and my pacer were walking and this girl like comes up behind us she's like oh hey how's it going I'm like it's rough like I'm gonna drop out and she's yeah. like oh my god I-. yeah she's like oh my god I follow you on TikTok and I was like fuck <laughs> never mind it's great <laughs> never mind I'm chilling everything so good right now don't worry about me like <laughs> I was like I literally apologize I was like I'm so sorry you're seeing me like this like this is my darkest hour right now <laughs> yeah but it, you're just real you know it just is what it is yeah it is what it is truly so why are you doing the 100 miler um the next one yeah uh well I okay so I ran Havelina and uh, things were awful from miles 60 to 80 but then miles 80 to 100, I ran my fastest 20 miles of the day. Like, I 
I, it makes no sense, you know, like ultra running makes no sense. And I left that hundred mile just feeling like, oh, like there were so many things I could have done better. Like it felt like an, an unfinished project almost. I was like, yeah, you know, like I'm really proud of myself for like gritting it out and finishing strong. But like, you know, I, I took these salt pills and then I couldn't eat for eight hours. And I started the race off with a friend who was pushing me too much for the first 60 miles. And like, there were so many things where I was like, dude, I could do this so much better again. Um, so I applied for the Leadville lottery. I didn't get into Leadville. Um, and I posted something on Instagram and I was like, Hey, like, does anybody have any cool, I knew I was moving to Colorado. I was like, does anybody have any cool mountain hundred mile summer ultras, like anything. And people were telling me to sign up for the high lonesome 100 lottery. I applied for the lottery a week later. My friend Chris texted me and she's like, Hey, you got into the lottery. I was like, what? I didn't even know that was happening today. She's like, yeah, I'm at, I'm at the event right now. They're pulling names. They just pulled McKenna Smith. I was like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> like, I guess I'm running a hundred miles in uh, the, you know, in Colorado mountains this summer, but it's, it's a very special race to me. Cause I actually through hiked part of the course and I just, I'm so excited to revisit that section. It's going to be really fun. My friend I through hiked with is going to pace me for like 20 miles of it too. I'm oh, super pumped. Fun. And you're already, you're yeah. already familiar with the course. So you can really a little bit the strategy there. I, yeah, I feel like, um, you know, I was in my darkest hours on the Colorado Trail. I, no day was fun. Uh, it was literally 12 hours a day of walking. And you like, did this by choice? Literally. It, <laughs> like, why? It was like self-punishment. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I really couldn't. It changed my life, though. Like, I want, I want to do, like, the PCT or something, like, after grad school. I just feel like through hiking is so special and, you know, it sucks. But, like, it's one of those things you look back on. You're like, those might have been some of the best days of my entire life. Like, all I had to do was walk and eat and enjoy the views. <laughs> Even though you just said that it was the hardest thing you've ever done and no yeah. day was fun. And you said, that's <laughs> the best day of my life, actually. <laughs> I was sick. I was unwell. I was heartbroken. I was, it was like literally every single <laughs> Sick, unwell, and heartbroken. That sounds like a combination for a disaster. Yeah, I I was nauseous all the time. I think I lost like 20 pounds because you're just like walking and not eating really. Like you're trying to eat, but you can't keep up with how much you're walking. Like yeah. it's ridiculous. Um, but I made like one of my best friends ever on the trail. And even when things were like super shitty, we were laughing about how shitty they were. <laughs> that's all you, again, that's all you can do that's in the all you can, do. can do complain the whole time. That's not exactly terrible. exactly. That's all you can do is just like Oh, another thunderstorm. Perfect. Like Perfect. add it to my tab. Day. <laughs> add it to the tab. <laughs> I'm super fun. So I, yeah, I think it's kind of like a comedy. I just love those like long endurance events. I think there's so much to learn. Um, even like in just a 50k, uh, I just feel like everyone should run an ultra at some point because it's so just informative. You really get to learn so much about your character in times like I those. Do one just. <laughs> You should. You because would everyone just. I mean, I, I think I talk to more ultra runners than the average Joe on the street, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, I've got a marathon. I got the running background. I think I can yeah. do an ultra. An oh, ultra. my God. Not 100 miles and probably not 50 miles. <laughs> yeah, just I could maybe do a 50K. Like, yeah, if you can run a marathon, you can definitely run a 50K. Like, yeah. I, yeah, without a doubt. I just feel like um, there's so much to it's just so different than running on the road. That's like, why I want to try it, because I'm like, it's such yeah. uncharted territory. It's like, I, what am I going to do? Go run 100 meters? Like, that's also uncharted territory, but I'm not going to go train to run 100 meters. Yeah. That sounds yeah. actually terrible. No, it sounds um, horrible. But instead, running 50K sounds amazing. Um, <laughs> it's so chill. It's so chill. It's like the best time. Like, I'd say all of my training is like so slow. And it's just like. Well, that's why I think it sounds fun. That's why it sounds yeah. fun to me. Where I'm like, yeah. well, I'm not very fast right now. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you can go like to really beautiful places. Um, I That's honestly the main appeal for me because I feel like um, I wasn't really like outdoorsy until I went to college. Like I grew up like hiking and camping and stuff, but I wasn't like seeking it out on my own. And then when I went to college, when I was in undergrad, I was just uh, so, so stressed out and just like really unwell and just seeking like an escape from what was going on at school. And that was when I started trail running. And I was just like, this is so great. Like, 
I love exploring. I love, you know, climbing up mountains, like getting the best view. And now even more so I'm like, dude, I can get into some really cool places just, you know, by running like 30 miles. Like people don't go beyond like five miles most of the time into the wilderness. So you're like seeing a lot of untouched wilderness, which is really cool. Yeah. It's definitely something I haven't done. I've gone five miles out and five miles back. That's not my max. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. That's a good like first if I was to sign up for an ultra, don't no one get their hopes up, please. If I was, what's like a good one that people would sign up for? Um, well, I, I know you're in San Diego. I know there are like a bunch of like more chill, like 50Ks and like races around that distance in San Diego for sure. I would have to look on ultra sign up, but yeah, there's definitely, you know, I was ultra looking at up.com ultra. Yes. <laughs> Let me just type that in. Let me just get that down. Up.com, okay? <laughs> yeah. Yep. And it's it's a nightmare. It will become your favorite website and your least favorite website because you're like, oh my God, look at all these things I can do. And it's like, take my money, run. Oh gosh. Another thing just suck the money out of me. <laughs> yeah. On my 21st birthday, I, I was in college at the time. I was a senior in college. It was right before COVID started. And um, I got really drunk, like obviously it was my 21st birthday I was literally Whoa, blacked you're out. crazy crazy I was literally blacked out and um like the people I was with had to take my phone away because I was on ultra sign up threatening to sign up for a hundred miler and that was like <laughs> two years before I actually ran my first hundred like I was just drunk I was like let's sign up for a hundred and I was like no <laughs> that's such a that's such a runner thing it's I'm gonna sign up for a hundred miler and I was like no 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 yeah, you're like being like a little creepy. Like people, people oh. are like, I'm gonna text my ex. You're like, I'm gonna yeah. sign up for to run a hundred miles. Yeah, that's it's like so the toxic. It's so niche, truly. Uh, but yeah, many many poor decisions have been made on ultra sign up on a whim <laughs> before. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to my future with that. Then I'm super excited for you. You would thrive. <laughs> it's so chill. It's like you know, you just eat and walk, and there's no pressure. Like it's so much different than running you know, like a marathon, like marathons are like pretty much so standardized that you're always like trying to beat your PR. And if you don't beat your PR, you're like, oh, I'm getting worse. All turning so different. It's like, you know, the course could be more technical or there's more elevation gain or there's, or it's a hundred degrees outside or there's just so many factors that just really, it, it's very chill. Ultrans are very chill. I'm into the chill vibe at the moment. So yeah. I think that could be my next avenue, but no yeah. one get their hopes up, please. I just, whenever I meet Roadrunners, they're just, they're so, they're such a like brand. They're such a, a, you know, they're just like, oh, I gotta check my splits and I gotta, da, da, da. I'm just like, what Because it's like that was, that was ingrained for so many yes. years, my entire life in my head. And yeah. it's just crazy because I mean, I'm not also in the ultra running scene. So it's not like I'm surrounded by people. I'm surrounded by people that are still competing in track. Yeah. Which is not yeah. something I would do either. Yeah, but very different. Yeah, it's just very different. So it's like the people that I do hang out with are still like that. So yeah, I think that makes that's sense. Different. It's a totally different mindset, like for sure. Track yeah. running and road running. It's just like, you know, to them, it would be like, why would I ever go on like an 18 mile run that's going to take six hours? You know, like oh, yeah. that's not a concept. And for me, that's like a normal Saturday because my coach is like, go run 6,000 feet of game today. And I'm like, Okay. It actually sounds bad. Maybe I'm changing my mind now. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to get that crazy. That, that sounds a little bit too crazy for me. It took but... five years to get this crazy. So Perfect. Got, okay. So I got a long road ahead of me then. Yeah. You're like your perspective too of like what's crazy changes. Oh I'm sure lot. you're you're pushing your new limits of crazy. Every yeah, in every every day. Every day. <laughs> every race. Yeah. It's like I'll look back and think. Um for me, especially this this past weekend at this 50k when I was thinking about like my first 50k was three or four years ago and it's like I was so scared for that first 50k I was like oh god I've never run longer than a marathon before like who knows it's gonna happen and like now just coming from you know I I will do like unorganized ultras like I've gone and just run 30 miles like in a beautiful place to do it it's like okay I'm not like scared of 30 miles anymore so it's like a new I don't know a new boundary new thresh- kind of a new, yeah new thresholds yeah I, I can't it. imagine like, not being scared of 100 miles though like I yeah, hope I I'm always afraid actually have to be because there's like there's no at, at no point does that turn easy I feel like no 
no there's no it never gets easier it that's I just I never want to be not scared of 100 miles I think that's like my goal like I always I don't know, I don't know how you're gonna <laughs> I mean I feel like that's a it's a threshold that will be very hard to test you know I'm terrified of my second of the one I'm doing in July it's like so scary the whole race is above like 10,000 feet <laughs> and it has like 23,000 feet of elevation gain that actually makes me want to throw Dude, up. It, it makes me want to throw up and I'm the one running it in seven weeks I'm like how is that possible how and it's so I don't know dude it's gonna I'm scared I'm doing everything I can to prepare but yeah it's <laughs> it's it's always gonna be scary i hope i mean i'm excited to watch that that'll be exciting for me for the viewers the viewers it will it will unfold yeah beautifully i right before I, our eyes meanwhile we get to watch like two minutes total of content or whatever you produce yeah you'll be just out there how long do you think it'll take for you to finish you know my goal is 30 hours that's not even like when i think about running 100 miles and having it only take 30 hours like that's actually crazy yeah i I so the cutoff is 37. I would like to be very far away from 37. <laughs> like I I it's one thing to see, you know, a sunrise, a sunset, a sunrise. I don't think mentally I'm tough enough to see another sunset. Like I just don't think I have that in me. <laughs> well, maybe you so, need to push that threshold and go slower and figure it out. <laughs> Dude, there's a race with like a 48 hour cutoff in Southwest Colorado. I'm like, 48 hours? Imagine, imagine being out there for two nights. Two nights. I can't. I, because I think about 48 hours, I'm like, oh, that's like just two days or whatever. And then I imagine oh. running the entire time and then actually, like, I can't. Oh my God. Again, you are in a, such a different headspace than me. I can't even fathom doing that. So nothing even goes to my brain. You say that, you're like, 48 hours. I'm like, like what? It goes straight <laughs> over my head. I can't comprehend it. It's just the night. The night is what gets me, really. I'm you like, sleep? you know what? No, you don't. That's that's why it sucks so bad, Emma. You, the hours between two and six a.m. are like demon hours. That is it's demon hours when I'm like laying in my own bed and I can't sleep. It's demon. Yeah, it's demon hours. Like literally. Ugh, I know. So imagine be like climbing Monarch Pass at like four in the morning, and that's that's the reality I'm looking at, and I'm just like. I'm going to need to get a lot mentally tougher in the dark here. It's You'll be fine, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you have to train to, like, not sleep? Um, Not really. Yeah, you kind of – you don't really train that kind of thing. But, like, I've, like, accidentally trained it just, like, you know, by going to Europe or just, like, the weird time zone differences, you know? Yeah. Like, and just I don't know you learn how to run when you're really sleepy like that but I think that's something that just like comes with experience <laughs> like I don't know maybe maybe this hundred mile will be better because I know what to expect now in the dark like yeah, yeah so I'm getting really tired and cold and maybe wet because it, it thunderstorms every year at this race apparently okay that sounds fun I'm excited to watch <laughs> I'm so pumped <laughs> Oh, okay, I'm, I'm hard pivoting because I don't want, want to take up too much of your time. Oh, and yeah, people yeah. really want to, I mean, I'm even curious about your relationship status because oh, again, so much has changed from yeah. the content that you were making beforehand. Oh my God, please. And then now you're engaged. Like when there was an engagement post, I was, my jaw dropped. I was like this. <laughs> A literally shock. You and like a hundred thousand other people. Yeah, I'm sure. Because everyone's like, wait. Oh, wait, I wait, know. Wait. Like what, what happened? Well, it's so funny to me because I, like, I only became a content creator. I'd say it was like just over two years ago. Was like when I I had a platform, and at that point, I I had already, you know, I had like a very long relationship in college, and I broke up with him, and that was like my last relationship before this one, and so like you all just knew me as this like single gal like vibing and that was like what I was up to you know like I was kind of dating but mostly just like running and learning how to enjoy my life on my own so people like don't view me I think as like a relationship girly um and that's because the men that I normally date are not relationship material well like, that's what I think suck. is the thing like I don't think it had to do with um you at all necessarily yeah I feel like it was apparent that you wanted a relationship but I don't think it was yeah. like I'm single and wild and I have commitment <laughs> issues you know well, it people, wasn't 
yeah some people some people definitely viewed it that way but like really? I happy, like you did not strike me that at all you know what thank you I'm happy that that is not how it came across because that is like my fear now is I'm just like am I like really doing a hard pivot on my like online persona because I feel like I'm just like I always was a lover girl I just was dating I just think yeah the whole thing was just fast and I think that yeah. was funny, well that was but, fast well, yeah that <laughs> was just extremely rapid I don't think it had anything to do with the um fact that yeah. you were in a relationship and then all because you were single before I think that's a normal thing to happen okay. I think it's just yeah. the fact that you hard launched and then I don't even know how many months later it was but then was there like was a, a month later I was like I hard launched this man. I think it was like Valentine's Day. And then he proposed on March 11th. Okay, see, so. that's what I, th- okay, see, that, no one, I don't think anyone is being like, whoa. Okay, it's like the funniest story too, yeah, actually. I know, okay, please tell me. Okay, so, um, I was in Hawaii, and I was seeing this guy briefly, and things went really poorly, and I was like, I'm never dating again. I literally left Hawaii, and I was like, I'm so tired. I I'm tired. <laughs> I was heartbroken all summer, and then I met this guy, and this guy sucked worse somehow. And I'm over it. Right? Happen. It's crazy. It's cra- the bars in hell. The bars. The bars in hell. so far underground, and it, and it just keeps going lower. Like, oh my god, the men of California, especially you in San Diego right now, girl. I've been yeah, traumatized by the men. It's, <laughs> it's been, been an actual tra- hell. It's been I've hell. Been I can't. Traumatized. I've so many places, and it's been, you know, I haven't had the best luck in other places either. But there's something about the San Diego people oh, in yeah. general that it just actually maybe I don't know what it is. I think I it's know. because of everyone around my age. Everyone has Peter Pan syndrome when no one likes to grow up. Yeah, it's just a West Coast thing in general. But like yeah. San Diego people, it's it's hard in San Diego. Actual yeah. hell for me. It's, like, all the military guys, and then, like, everyone's just young. Like, it's just a young, you know, city. And it's, yeah. like, nobody is ever – I saw the funniest you follow Overheard LA. No. Oh, my God. It's so funny. But basically, they have, like, Overheard NYC, Overheard SF, like – and it's just, like, people overhearing conversations in LA and, like, submit it. Yeah. And um, the one – it was cracking me up. It was so accurate. So someone had said – uh. Yeah, he's 31, but he's North Carolina 31. Like, he has two kids and a mortgage. No, that's, like, literally what it is, though. 31-year-olds in L.A. are still learning how to cook a fucking chicken. And I was like, oh, my God, literally, literally. So um, I did not have a good time dating in California. (laughs) And, uh, you know, by the time I was, like, going through all of my life changes, I was, like, ready for a little bit more stability, like, I knew I wanted to be in like an actual relationship, but I wasn't sure how that was going to play out with my lifestyle, like at all. So um, I was chilling in Arizona. I just come home from Europe and I was never speaking to men again. And I get like a DM request and it's from this guy and it says followed by, you know how it says like when you have mutuals? Yeah. So it said followed by and it was at the Chappie show. So the Chappie show is my ex-boy my college ex-boyfriend's best friend since kindergarten Hmm. (laughs) and when we were in college we would always go up he went to NAU I was at U of A my ex and I would always go up to NAU and like we would stay at his house like if I was racing in Flagstaff we stayed at his house we just went and visited Chappie we'd always hang out with him during breaks like whatever I see that this guy, he DMs me. All it says is, tell me you're an engineer without telling me you're an engineer. It's like a response. I had posted something super nerdy. And I text Chappie and I'm, I screenshot it. I'm like, who is this guy? And he's like, oh, he's one of my friends from school. Why? I was like, oh, he just slid in my DMs. Like, I, I guess I'll respond. And that was pretty much that. Like, I respond to this man's DM. We start, like, texting for, like, a week. Um, we start, like, talking on the phone. He's living in North Carolina. I'm like in Arizona contemplating moving to San Diego, contemplating moving to Washington. I wasn't sure what I was doing after the 100, but I was going somewhere. <laughs> and um, yeah, we would talk for like four hours on the phone. Every He would call me on his way home from work and we would talk on the phone and I invited him to the 100. So our first date was the 100 miler. And 
yeah, I think it was after the 100, two weeks later, I visited him in North Carolina. Two weeks later, I moved to North Carolina. So we got a dog together and I literally packed up my shit and like moved across the country for this man. <laughs> and, and then... Was um, there any like point of hesitation being like, is this moving a mistake? too fast or... I, you know, I hate when people say this, but it's so true. Like the way you, you know, you know, you know. I already you don't even have to say it. I already know it. I hated when people, even I say, it, I'm like, it's so cringe, but it literally is like, it's so true. Like, um, you just like kind of know. And that's not to say there were not moments where I was like terrified because I'm traumatized. I'm like, I, I talk about this in therapy like every week. I'm like, I don't trust men. How do I work through that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so there were many moments where I was like, oh God, like, am I making a mistake? Is, is this right? Is this da 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 da? But like, just, I don't know. He's a phenomenal person. Like, I'm sure you'll probably meet him one, one day when our paths align. But he's like just a sweetheart. He's so on board for like the running. He's like so excited about crewing, which crewing's a hard job <laughs> so for him to be so he wants to be your support crew, system wants to be the support system <laughs> and he and he's an engineer like there's so many things and you know my ex's best friend like knew him in school and had such positive re- reviews and that was why I responded I was like oh well if Chappie's a good guy he's got to be a good guy because yeah well, you, I feel like that's <laughs> the name of the game with the dating stuff is like you have to like Someone has to vouch for them. That's why the dating yeah. apps just feel like it doesn't work most of the time. No one has any no. ties to anyone. So then everyone just <laughs> screws each other over. Yeah. I actually saw something absolutely genius on TikTok. And it was this girl saying like, okay, if you want to like hook up with this professional athlete, here's what you have to do. And she was like, go to his following, find someone with like smaller number of followers than him, get them to follow you back and then slide in his DMs because then it has like the mutual. And actually, I saw that TikTok as well. It's genius. It's genius. I'm like, that's not how you're going to find a husband, but that is how you're going to like, I don't know, go out with <laughs> that's a professional athlete. Love your life, but I mean, there's strategy to it, I think. There's strat. There's definitely strategy. It's just such like a Gen Z conversation as well. Like all the, if there's any like adults, like actual adults listening to this, they're like, what? What is this generation? I know, Jen, we're so scary. We, I love our generation. (laughs) It's kind of fun though. It's so fun. I get so much shit because I feel like everyone is like older. Like, you know, everyone, even my friend Callie, she's like 27 or maybe 26, but she, she's like, defers to me for like gen z speak so i'm like teaching everyone gen z speak and then they all send me gen z memes and whatnot i'm like people send me gen z memes too people saying like that's slay no that's cap like my my friends that are my age yeah you're like i'm 26 uh, but a lot of my friends are like older because i think the year i was or the year like i went to school i'm just young for my grade whatever so everyone's like a little bit older than me yeah but like you're on that bubble yeah i'm on the bubble and i feel like i'm a middle ground between the gen z and the millennials yeah and the millennials you guys gotta keep up because it's cringe when you're sending me the gen z memes because it's not funny no my so max is 32 and it's like it's like another world he (laughs) the things that this man will say he'll pull out like the most obscure references from like the 90s i'm like i have no idea what you're talking about I have no idea. And he'll send me, you know, like memes or like his mom will send us memes that are like, it's like dog memes or whatever. And I'm like, this is literally not funny. I'm like, this is not funny. This is cringe, you guys. Like, I have to, uh, I really have to rein it in sometimes. I'm like, you're funny, but you're not Gen Z funny, babe. I'm sorry. People have different kinds of humor, you know? Oh, definitely. Yeah. And some people are funny and some people are not. And <laughs> You're just telling me that your fiance is not funny. <laughs> he's um he's sometimes very funny, but yeah, there's a millennial. There's a touch of millennialism. Yeah, there. That's like, even though I'm also technically a millennial, but I I like yeah. I know I'm cringe sometimes. I have to admit, you're it. a millennial. Yeah, you're like ew. Uh, the, the, I know. Millennial makes me want to die too. <laughs> That's that is you. That is what you are. I'm gonna start calling myself that. Like unironically, I feel like the Gen Z people. <laughs> when I say I'm a millennial, the Gen Z people are gonna be like. You're a millennial oh. just for saying that. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> disgusting. But then if I say that to like my millennial friends, they'll be like, Yeah, yeah, you are your millennial. <laughs> yeah. No, it's um yeah, it all around. It's so interesting. Uh yeah, 
marrying a millennial and <laughs> just like how different I don't know it, it's crazy it is so crazy well I'm glad that you found love in the dms you know what I like to think it it's like a it's a beautiful story for everyone because I was in the trenches too I was in the trenches I was you know dating in LA it was a nightmare like yeah, there's there's hope. There's at least one man it gives maybe me across the country. <laughs> it gives me hope personally that there's still someone out there that will bring you right, you know? There dude, there is someone out there that is going to like make you feel so loved and so like I feel like dating these days, you feel so just like almost like used or like it's like they don't like see who you are, right? It's like <laughs> right and so it just it's been mind-blowing I'm like dude I'm I'm not sure I was like prepared for this level of vulnerability like I thought I was <laughs> but like it turns out it's really scary on the other side of dating as well it's just not it's like easier. so vulnerable or what yeah it really it's so vulnerable and it's so like I think it depends on on how seriously you take it, right? Like, if you're just dating someone, you're like, ah, you know, it's just, like, whatever. But, like, we moved in together. We got a dog. Like, we're getting married. Like, it got very serious. And there's, like, so many things you have to talk through and work through. Like, if you're dating someone more casually, you can just, like, let it slide. You're like, ah, like, whatever. It doesn't matter. But when you're like, oh, I'm going to be with this person for the rest of my life you do have to actually like address hard topics and be vulnerable and like let some like trust trust is so hard you actually have to trust someone like to be there it's crazy it's so crazy yeah I feel like that'll be the hardest thing for me too is like oh girl because I just haven't had that ever yeah and I'm so used to do ever doing everything on my own like it just will be yeah. a very different experience being on the other side of it you know oh oh for sure it's so hard like letting someone else like I don't help out <laughs> like you know what the funniest thing is was, was there's like videos that come up of like of like wedding vows on TikTok like people are saying their vows or something I was like yeah there has never even been a moment in time where I can imagine someone on the other side <laughs> spewing their vows to me like that actually oh, is so genuinely like it's it's like running 100 miles I can't even fathom it in my brain getting married and running 100 miles no literally like no I'm not even getting married just having someone say that they love me and then I know like that's I know how unfathomable it is to me I know I I actually feel like the same because even though like I had a couple like long-term relationships prior to this like it was like very young you know like we were like you know 19 when we were together and it's like it's a whole different thing to be with somebody that you're like gonna be with for the rest of your life it's crazy it's so weird I honestly I need to start like season two of my own podcast because I feel like I'm learning so many lessons and things that I've just been avoiding sharing but I'm like you know what this is like a really good this could help some people maybe get through this part because it's hard yeah I mean I would be interested to listen like I'm still in in the depths of it so I'm so scared for you I, I love seeing your like hinge updates <laughs> oh my god no I've already I deleted remember. them I just can't do the dating apps anymore no wait are you um I know there <laughs> I know there's like a guy I haven't talked about it at all on the internet um no <laughs> I know you were like so excited about that one guy are you still like excited about that one guy or did that yeah but off? we're not official or anything but I am like casually well, not, not, it's not very casual, but you're like, I'm we'll in see love, what comes but I'm trying not to get my hopes chill. up, you know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, it's, the second you get your hopes up is when it falls Yeah, off. exactly. So that's why I'm at, the bar's on the floor, and you know what? But yeah, so I am entertaining. Wait, didn't, didn't he slide in your DMs? Yes, he slid in my DMs. <laughs> We're all out here finding love in the DMs. Well... I'm not going to go that far yet. All our all our content creators are finding love in the DMs. Yeah, forget the dating apps. It's, it's going down in the DMs. Yeah. Literally. Okay, I need to end the episode because I'm going to be late for my really oh. busy day, my nail appointments. Of course. Yeah, you have things to do. <laughs> yes, but I uh, know I appreciate you coming on, though. I feel like I this was like a good thorough um, rundown of your life over the past two years. So yeah, yeah. Thanks for sharing with us. Oh, anytime. Um, I'm an open book. So, <laughs> and bring your podcast back. You have it hasn't it been a while since you posted. 
Dude, I literally, it's like basically since I moved to North Carolina, I was like, because there was so much drama going down and I was like, I'm just going to be a little more private right now. I can tell you once we're not on the internet. But... Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So season two of the pod will be coming back. I think I'm going to do a little rebrand. I feel like, I feel like I could benefit from a rebrand, like maybe a title change and yeah. Why but... not? Why not? And then I'm working on my YouTube a lot these days. I have so much content. I just need to like literally edit and put out, which is the hardest part, yep. <laughs> as we all know. <laughs> and then, yeah, you can uh, follow me on TikTok and Instagram. Uh, I'm Mac Shea Smith or Mac on the Run on TikTok. And just, yeah, see see what we're getting up to these days. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, awesome. Um, to close out the episode, can we get a good old peace out, fellas? Peace out, fellas. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Commas Over Cold Brew. I hope you enjoyed it. Super fun catching up with Mac. It had been so long and today's episode was much needed. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Commas Over Cold Brew Pod if you want to be up to date and submit listener questions. Also, don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps me out so much and I actually love reading your guys' reviews. It seriously makes my day, makes my week, and I appreciate you taking the time to do that. Thank you all so much and I will catch you all next week. Peace out, fellas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.